the rumble strip on the road and we're just bouncing back and forth. We hit the rumble strip and then we come back to center and we hit the rumble strip on the other side and we come back to the center and we keep navigating our way in between that, adjusting without resistance. Because once we resist, if we try and like, like ride that rumble strip and try to get over to the other side, like there's, there's craziness on the other side. We don't mm-hmm. need to go there. Um, so it's just, it's practicing non-resistance. Welcome all things. Yeah, we had an agenda when we came here to Southern California. We had a hard agenda, I felt. And we pushed and pushed and pushed, and then it didn't happen. And we've just been in flow ever since. And everything that is happening is happening for our higher good. And we don't need to know why. We're just continually pursuing that next step. Welcome back to the Yogi Triathlete Podcast. This is episode 207. I'm Jess, your host, and I'm here with Coach Beach today for our April edition of Ask the YTs. And it's actually been since February since we've done an Ask the YTs because we did the three-week swim, bike, run preseason, which it truly ended up being preseason smackdowns, which I think were super helpful. We've gotten some really good feedback on them. So if you guys haven't checked those out, we did those three consecutive weeks in March, swim, bike, and run. Um, Boy, uh, we've been lining up some amazing interviews because we took the roof off the limitations uh, because we can't be in person with people right now. So we've been connecting online and I'm super excited about the reply that I received this morning that simply just said, I am more than ready to be on our podcast. (laughs) So I'm going to leave. But don't reveal. Yeah, don't reveal. Yeah, I'm not going to reveal. And um, also, I want to encourage you guys to go back and listen to Brian Cast, who launched a couple weeks ago. I just think that that's such an epic conversation. I love Brian. He's fiery, passionate, and those are the things that I admire in people, those people that just speak from their heart. He really is a truthful, beautiful man, um, but he's passionate and fiery, and, and that's not for everybody. So We've also been getting some really great feedback on that. So if you haven't checked it out, um, lots of good stuff getting released every week. And then Sam Long. Yep, Sam, Sam Long. Long who just, who, oh my God, just I love him. Just like yesterday or the day before got the KOM taken away from, by, from him by Lionel. Yeah. So it's been a back and forth and it's been a really like... Um, uh, fun, fun thing to watch because it's it's we're pulling in this technology of Strava, and we're bringing in two top tiered triathletes, and they're going just for a simple time on a route that a lot of people bike on, and I love it. It's it's really bringing some entertainment to the sport. And I just love Sam's energy. He had and he's 24, right? So he has this really youthful energy about him, yet he is a fierce competitor. And I think that that lightheartedness, that fun, is really something that uh, is a tool in his pocket that he will continue to cultivate. And, you know, it's so cool that his mom was really helping him hone his mindset from a young age. I I just love it. I I think it's really cool. I loved that conversation with Sam. Um, Let's see. What else has been going on here at Yogi Triathlete Headquarters Beach? What's been going on? A lot of dancing. If you watched our videos, I've been dancing a little bit. Some music. You've been dancing, yeah. Uh, yeah, you haven't been dancing. I've what have been I been doing? Around. Getting that book written. <laughs> oh my God. You got to get this. She's got to get this book out there. It's got It's got so much goodness. And you know what? This isn't going to be the first. I mean, this isn't going to be the last book she writes. 
there's just so much goodness that you've shared with me, which if I had a recorder, I probably should have. Um, you probably have three books, four books written down, going way back to when we sat in a car for six months together. Well, and I can even feel myself today. I was writing in, I was writing today and I started going down this avenue and I was like, you know, this is, this is actually an expansion of a story that needs to be in another book that's focused at something else. Um, so hopefully it will leave people wanting more, but I really believe it's a book that needs to get out there and it's moving through me at uh, very high speeds. And it just, as soon as this all hit, maybe like five weeks ago or so, it just, it kept coming in. Like I couldn't stop the information from coming in. So I just started writing and writing and writing. And the thing is, is I've been writing for years, right? And I shared this with you, BJ. It's, it's so cool. So I'll be writing and then I'll remember a blog post that I wrote on the exact thing that I'm writing about in this like paragraph within that blog post will become evident to me and I'll just go and I'll search for it and I'll find it and I'll grab that one paragraph. So it just goes to show it's like we don't lose our memories, you guys. It's just how cluttered is our mind. And I learned that when I was in India when the girls were mastering these massage techniques so quickly and I asked them like how are you guys doing this I you know, it took me a thousand hours of education to get as good as you guys are and you know we're on day three and they were Tibetan refugees and they um they said you know our, our minds aren't cluttered like yours our minds are clear and we don't ever forget anything our memory let's let's give those memories more credit we don't forget anything every impression is is still in there it's just is there cloudiness and and is there clutter so it just goes to show believe me i got plenty of cloudiness and clutter in my life in other areas but with this particular task that i've answered and i'm taking action on it it's really cool how things are linking together and it's like i've got it's like i have a co-writer that I can't see that's directing me. So if it's total shit, don't blame the author. <laughs> but that's <laughs> Because just... sometimes I look at it and I'm like, oh, that is so crap. And I just like delete yeah, the whole page. Yeah, that's, everybody has that stuff. They don't <laughs> think that's... But you have to. The rule is like 80% of it's got to go, yeah. you know? But this is the same thing you do to me when you go to do an a Instagram post and you read it and I'm like, you ask if it's good. And I'm like, well, it's phenomenal. Like that needs to go in the book. It's it's really um, you have a talent for words and and letting them flow together and you need to loop that all together link it all together in, in a few books. But I don't have an education in writing and I don't have any certificates in writing. Give me a piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> let me stamp it certified and you're all set. That's what our meditation teacher <laughs> says um, about certifications. He's like, hold on, hold on, let me get you a piece of paper. You're you certified. certified. Here you go. And it really, and, and I'm not putting, I, I believe I've got plenty of certificates. I was like top of my class in massage school. I went for all this. You hung it in your massage? Oh, I was like, everybody get out of the way. I'm the most qualified massage therapist there is. And at that time, that really helped me believe in myself. And uh, so I'm definitely not poo-pooing those things. You have a degree from a prestigious university, BJ. But it's, uh, when it's on your heart and it's, it's your worldly purpose. It's like what you hear, you came here to do. There's nothing that's going to certify you into uh, the authenticity that it takes to really live that purpose. Um, so if you're hemming and hawing about something, 
you know, oh, I can't do it until I get certified. Just look in at your heart. Like, how does that feel? Obviously, you're not going to be able to, you know, do a surgery or, you know, anything like that. But if you're, if you're doing the work and you want to teach meditation, you can teach meditation because whatever level you're at, wherever you're at is going to attract the exact right person who's going to understand your words. Because not everybody gets, not, I'm not for everybody. That's been clear over for many years. I'm not for everybody. Um, and maybe I'm just for a few and that's fine because it's all about planting the seeds. And the same goes for coaching. The same thing for coaching and you just, you know, sometimes you align and sometimes you don't. And that's cool. That's why there's tons of coaches out there. Well, and we that's- were talking to Sam about that, that, you know, in his four years, like he's had a bunch of coaches and, and we talked about that, like it's all of the coaches that he named were great, are great coaches. It just doesn't mean that they're his coach or that he is their athlete. Yeah. It can work the other way too. Yeah. Absolutely. Why not? Yeah. 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 It's just, it's all alignment. You touched upon it with with the certifications. Like if it aligns with you, like what feels good to you, we always come back to that. I feel like that's coming more to the surface. It's does it does how does it feel? Does it feel good? Like does it bring up joy and happiness? Then then fuel that. Yeah. If it doesn't feel good, there's some misalignment. There's something that's not. There's something that's not aligning. So get curious about that. Step away. Uh, take a break, uh, meditate, go to sleep, wake up the next day, re- reassess. Like th- there's something not in flow there. But when you feel flow, that's when you act on it. Like you need to, you need to act on it. Yeah. 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 The feeling you, that's everything. The feeling is the creation. So if you are feeling like I can't do this until I get certified and that feels really good to you because you want to take that step and get the certification and then do it, then do that, do that. That worked really well for me and for, for different things in my life. But if you feel like I can't do it until I'm certified, thinking that the certification is is what's going to give you value and worth, then I would backstep that and start looking a little bit deeper at what you have to believe in order to have things go that way. What is it that that is dictating this pursuit trajectory Yes, when yep. it doesn't feel good? So you want to get underneath what it is that you have to believe in order to feel that way, to see something in that, in that order that it needs to be done. So it's all there's, about the feeling. There's another way, right? So basically all we're saying is there isn't just one track to whatever you want to be. There's plenty of, of ways to go. Uh, Steve Jobs didn't finish, finish college, right? And he was an amazing entrepreneur. Oh yeah, I never, I forget about that. Yeah. I never finished college. Right. But Steve Jobs doesn't have a college, or maybe he went back and he got uh, an education, but at the time that he was building Apple, he stepped away from college. So it just, there's different ways to go about it. There's different ways. We're yoga teachers. We're yoga teachers. I didn't like grow up thinking I was going to teach yoga. And, and we got certified for you. And I and went we even certified. beyond. I went for the advanced right. certifications and all of that. And that was what I needed to believe in myself, to stand up in front of people. And then it led to what came next. So it, it's always about the feeling and yeah. it's our birthright to feel good, you guys. Um, okay. So yeah. So we started that whole thing with what's going on with you. What is going on with me? <laughs> Or stream, that we've been streaming classes. Oh, I think you were talking about that. Yeah, yoga classes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. Um, 
So let's touch upon that. So we were teaching at some local studios and obviously that has been shut down. So we have transitioned and moved over to Zoom yoga. So basically not Zumba yoga or anything <laughs> wild like that. Basically you can get on Zoom and um, you, we'll, we're going to be teaching live classes and we do about two a week and we'll do more if people want more. And it's all levels and we just tune in. Jess and I co-teach and we can see you from Zoom. We can see how you're moving and Jess will be instructing and I will be actually doing the yoga and then we'll switch off so that one of us is always able to look look yeah, at it's the actually, yogis, which is pretty cool. It's been really cool because I can I can see you know how people are navigating the moment and I feel like there's more of a connection because I'm seeing them and I did a class for M21 but I was practicing and teaching it and and then I couldn't really see. I was like, I hope everybody's following along. So this is really nice. I like this. It's um, it allows us to stay connected with the students that are in the class. So yeah, it is a it is a power vinyasa, but it's all levels. And you know, the easiest. I love the I, the example of the Grand Canyon to explain how we teach. We're really teaching to the science of yoga which is to use the poses as vehicles to further us along towards a state of equanimity, evenness of mind. And I feel like these classes are more potent than ever because there is so much changing. There is so much that's um, our structure has fallen away and can we still move from the present moment when things are uncomfortable or we have a lot of sensation or we fall out of the pose or we're in instability when we have those experiences in our life can we practice being calm and calmness is going to come from our relationship with the present moment and our ability to be present is everything to how we're navigating these current circumstances and also how long these current circumstances are going to be around. So if we're entertaining all these predictions of how long it's going to be, guess what? It's going to be that long. It's going to be a long time. (laughs) What we talk about with enduring, if you're just waiting for this to be over, then you're enduring it. Then you're causing yourself suffering. You're causing the suffering. The experiences out in the world are not causing the suffering. Your relationship to all of that is causing the suffering. So explain the Grand Canyon. So the Grand Canyon is such a great analogy. Philip first shared it with me, or maybe you did. No, Philip did. Philip um, Philip Urso is our yoga mentor. He's been on the podcast a couple times. Yeah. Always very... Um, fiery too. Yes, always very fiery and passionate <laughs> and not everybody's teacher and definitely my teacher. I, definitely my I teacher. I love the passion and the fire. Philip and Renee. And the fearlessness. Yeah, really. It's huge. Really good. It's huge to being able to live what we came here to do. We've got to be, we've got to walk this earth without fear. But he taught us this idea of the Grand Canyon, and I really think it's a perfect way to describe how we teach. So you are going to go to the Grand Canyon, and the person gives you a brochure, and, and it explains everything about the Grand Canyon. It explains, you know, the trail system and what's open and what's closed, and how to navigate your way down to the bottom, and how you can navigate your way out. And it will show you. Uh, all the plant life and animals to see and, and, and the restrictions and, and um, all the information you need. And this pamphlet is everything about the Grand Canyon. 
So you have the choice of having this brochure, basically, of telling you exactly how the Grand Canyon is. But there's a whole nother option. You can actually go into the Grand Canyon yourself. You can actually find your way to the bottom and whether you go left or you go right, it doesn't really matter. It's all gonna end up at the bottom. And if, um, if you go right and it ends, you just backtrack and you go left. And there's no wrong or right in, that, in this scenario, but in this second option of not using the brochure, but actually going in yourself, is you're experiencing everything around you firsthand for you to interpret, for you to have the experience. So the question is, which experience do you prefer? Do you pr prefer to be spoon-fed all the information and this is how this is how it's going to be when you go down or do you want to experience it? Do you want to do you want to take the wrong turn? and backtrack and see what things are like, maybe from a different angle. Do you want to test the limits of when the sun sets and maybe you're too far below and you need to get back out? Like that is, that's what we talk about in Yogi Tarathis is having the experience, having experience. So there's the option our teacher gives us. He's like, do you want the brochure or do you want to have the experience? And the yoga that we teach is not the brochure. We don't teach alignment and um, every, uh, every cueing, every single pose, what we do is we let you as students have an experience. So the teacher is there as a, as a guide and you have your experience. We're going to throw some cues at you, but you're going to have an experience. And that's the gold in all of this. That really, I'm glad you brought that up because that really like when I was taking yoga teacher training, that really hit home. And I don't know, maybe you can talk to this, but since then, having an experience is really all I've been focused on. And you um, can only be blocked if you have expectations and expectations that stir up fear and doubt and they keep you away from having an experience because it's not planned. And what happens when you don't have the plan and you just have to go out and experience something? Well, um, I think that's what we're That's what we're in right now, now. Yeah. right? So the idea of yoga being that, you know, your contentment, your ability to stay in flow, to feel peace and calm in your life has zero to do with what's going on around you. So for BJ and I, life hasn't changed. We've made some adjustments, not teaching at the studio and teaching online, but nothing has changed with our core calmness, joy, or peace in our life and most certainly that is not how it's always been by any means but it's when things get shaky in life are you willing to bring your awareness to, to the truth of what's happening now right so let's say we're in a yoga pose warrior two and we're holding it and your shoulders are burning and you know maybe you're getting numb in your hands and your quad sore from your workout the day before are you going to option a energize the commentary about what's happening in that moment or are you going are you willing to practice being calm in the face of sensation and the practice being calm in the face of sensation is what is going to lead you 
into a life stream that is literally pandemic proof. And that doesn't mean that you won't be touched by that pandemic, but that pandemic is just the yoga pose. It's just asking you to shift and be flexible and adjust where you need to, but your inner state is unfazed. It's unshakable. Like I can sit here now and tell you I, have no, I do not feel threatened. I am not scared. I am not fearful of what's happening. I choose my news sources very carefully, you know. I go to the CDC for facts. I go to the city of Carlsbad for the daily update, and that's about it. So, you know, I think Brian Cast really said it well in the first couple of minutes of our podcast with him. He was just like, well, for yogis, not much changes meaning our inner state is unchanging. Yes, we're going to make shifts. Yes, we, we have felt the changing times. We've taken a little bit of a hit as a business, but we have not changed. The way that we flow with life has not changed. And that's a wonderful reinforcement that, okay, we got to keep doing this work. And I hope that it is evidence that we are living proof of what it is that Yogi Triathlete is built on. And it's really about getting into concert with our unshakability. We're, we're not so shakable. We're not so getting pushed off our center by the littlest thing. Now, we're not living that pressure cooker type of life. That if there's something that's not feeling good or angry, I'm angry or I'm frustrated, I'm going to attend to that feeling as opposed to moving from that feeling. And I attend to that feeling by feeling it and not energizing it and just letting it pass through. And if it's a real bugger, I'll ask myself, what do I need? What do I need to be buying into right now to have this judgment? What, what is it? What, what am I buying? And whenever I feel anything like that it really always comes down to you know fear or love like are are we loved are we one are we supported does life love us yeah 100 percent. or are we separate do we see the world from the eye of the ego and the the love one is like you know, when I'm having trouble out on the trail or I don't think I can take another step it's like oh I laugh because I've moved into the land of forgotten I forgot that I am the trail and I am the sun and I am the foot in the shoe and I am the step forward and the space in between. I am all of those things. There's, there's only one. There's only that love. So, um, yeah. So the Grand Canyon. It's good stuff. We've been having a lot of fun teaching those classes. And Patreon members, you guys, you flow with us for free. So we just continue to try and figure out how we can best support our Patreon supporters because you guys, this podcast wouldn't exist without you. We really want to keep it listener supported. This seems to be something that people are biting on. So we're really excited to be able to offer this to our Patreon supporters. You know, we may, right now it's open to all Patreon members. We may put a limit on that as far as what the minimum pledge is every month. But for right now, I say get over there. If this podcast is helping you make a shift in your life or you're just enjoying it, it just leaves you feeling better, then consider five bucks, 10 bucks, $20 a month to help us keep this show going and commercial free, which I'm, I'm really 
I'm, I'm noticing if I have a tight grip on that and it's not, it's not like I'm like, this has to be commercial free. I'm going to continue to lead with my heart and my heart keeps telling me like this community is so strong and isn't it so cool to just do it all together. So that's, that's where I'm at with that. But yeah, we've got some new Patreon members. We are so grateful. You guys, thank you so, so much. Yeah. So look out for those classes. Yeah. Keep looking out for the yoga classes. We'll post on social media. It's Yogi Triathlete everything. Um, but yeah, classes, we, we may continue these even when the, um, even when we go back to teach in the studio, I don't know. We'll just, it's, or we might not go back to teaching in the studio. Yeah. This is a fluid, this is a fluid. I know some people listening may be like, no, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's a fluid thing. So we're shifting and, and moving left and right, depending on how we feel and depending on what circumstances are around us that are giving us, um, giving us, uh, basically the rumble strip the rumble strip on the road and we're just bouncing back and forth we hit the rumble strip and then we come back to center we hit the rumble strip on the other side and we come back to the center and we keep navigating our way in between that adjusting without resistance because once we resist if we try and like like ride that rumble strip and try to get over to the other side like there's there's craziness on the other side we don't Mm -hmm. need to go there um so it's just it's practicing non-resistance welcome all things yeah, we had an agenda when we came here to Southern California. We had a hard agenda, I felt. And we pushed and pushed and pushed, and then it didn't happen. And we've just been in flow ever since. And everything that is happening is happening for our higher good. And we don't need to know why. We're just continually pursuing that next step. And from presence, back to what you're talking about with presence, yoga on Zoom, <laughs> For our Patreon members, for free, for everybody else, 10 bucks is what's aligned right now. Yeah, it's it's really fun too. Yeah, I love that idea of when we first moved here. I think we came here thinking we were going to save the world. And the universe <laughs> just like kind of kicked us in the ass and was like, uh, <clears throat> you need to learn humility first. I, I picture the universe like leaning up against a wall with its <laughs> arms crossed, looking left and right and like shaking its head like, come on. You guys, you guys are from the East Coast. Yeah, taking what you're gonna take California what? by storm, like <laughs> relax. Chuckling, yeah, seriously. But I wouldn't trade any of it because that humility is huge. It's it's really really big um, because they're, you know, we can't really escape the ego, but we want to know when it's when it's in charge. And um, I think it was a little bit in charge, even though we were feeling good and we felt that our intent was in the right spot. There was definitely some ego on board there. So we had to learn humility and um, boy, we learned it. And I think, um, I think we did a really good job, mm-hmm. <laughs> says the ego. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. Oh, one other thing before we kind of, I don't know. I mean, I guess we've already do- dove in, but I wanted to let everybody know that M21 Revolution now is wide open and free for everybody. My partner Golden and I came together in February and we announced that. So if you missed that, uh, that had been something that you had been eyeing, go ahead and get on it. It's on Facebook. We are basically a mindfulness, meditative living community. Uh, People who have come together and said, there's got to be something more than just what I'm seeing because... um, because there is, you guys, there's, there's a large amount more that we can't see. And it's really living from what has manifested and living with what is unmanifested. 
just like I said, I've got like a co-author that's like guiding me in this book, like a hundred percent that is real. That is real. That is non-physical support. That's real. And if we're not tapping into non-physical support, you guys, we're only like tapping into 10% of what's available for this amazing, beautiful life. And there's never been, this is, there's never been a better time to dive into meditation and paying attention in your life than now. A lot, the majority of people are not tapping into the incredibly powerful energy that's available right now. Most people are tapping into the fear and doubt that's holding this cloud in place. It's like Iron Man just said, we're giving everybody free entries for the next five years and nobody's signing up. That's kind of what it feels like to me. So I'm really excited about what's available right now. And if you're excited about that, then get an M21 or uh, ask me more about that and, and maybe we can work together. So, And, and the premise behind M21 too is meditation, right? 100%. That's so, the base. So if, that, if you're kind of curious about M21 and you're like, well, yeah, I'll check it out. You can also just sit at home quietly and, and start to meditate. And it and to Jess's point, it's it's completely free to meditate. It doesn't you don't need to buy anything. You don't need to wait for any certification. You don't need to do anything except when you wake up in the morning to just sit quietly and take a few conscious breaths. It's really that simple. Like it doesn't have to be this big show. Um but to tap into the energy that's happening now, and there's a lot of it, is to align yourself with the stillness that's around you. I mean, make no mistake, these are extraordinary times. So it's, you're either going to fall into the fear or the de- and the doubt, or you're going to realize that this is the time to be a warrior. This is the time to step in to your strength as a spiritual being we are spiritual beings we it doesn't take us any effort to be spiritual being spiritual is not it's a non-effort it takes no effort to be who you truly are what we're trying to do as spiritual beings is figure out how to be human so it's not kicking the human to the curb it's recognizing the human and the needs and the, um, and the fears and the things that move through the human and the human body. And it's a perspective shift of what our identity is. Are we, do you believe your truth that you're a spiritual being trying to figure out how to be human? Or do you think that you're human trying to figure out how to be spiritual? The latter is going to be a much slower process. And for a lot of that process, you're going to be on the road to nowhere because until we disidentify ourselves as being mind body, we could say the role that we play here, the more I stay and believe that I'm Jess, I'm going to have a really hard time with raising my consciousness. But I am consciousness. So if I am consciousness, then raising my consciousness is it's like a no-brainer, right? It's like it's already done. You're, yeah, you're not raising <laughs> you're anything. Not, you yeah, are exactly. it. Exactly. You are consciousness. Exactly. Yes. So it's, I don't know, you guys, super cool stuff out there. These are extraordinary times. If you've been following my posts on Instagram on my personal page, like I feel like I'm like Braveheart right now. Like, you know, like I just want to like take an army into this battle of the mind. I really just don't let me get my face tattooed. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to get a face tattoo. But I just like rise up, brave warriors. This is the time. Rise up. 
Nobody is coming for us. Nobody is going to save us. We are going to continue to recreate um, pandemics as a norm if we do not rise up, my amazing, beautiful, brave warriors. Strong, strong souls. It is time. Stand up and fight the battle of the mind. It is the only fight we need to fight. It is the only one we need to wage in order to identify with who we truly are. That's it. And the practices, like BJ's already touched upon, so profoundly simple. But the mind is going to is going to fight every single time. Or I shouldn't say every single time. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna fight. It's gonna the untamed it, mind will fight. It's gonna say, you know, why am I doing this? It's not working. Um, I should be well further th- along than I am now. Um, I can't seem to quiet the mind. But the but the point is, like I I go through this when when I when I go through my peaks and valleys of meditation. Like I notice the mind being like, oh my god, like I'm doing the same thing over and over again, over and over again, and and I'm and and you get to a day where it's like, oh well, I'll just skip today because you know yesterday was a good one and I labeled it good, <laughs> right? This is this is the this is the mind trying to control the situation but when you can laugh at it and one of our athletes texted me the other day she, she had a um, she had a moment where she just note, found herself going down a track so when I was just talking about the mind dictating the situation and she stopped and just laughed at it she actually laughed out loud laughed at it and then realized it's it's ridiculous to be caught up in this and then shifted directions and moved on and that awareness and ability to interject the the runaway train of thoughts is so profound it's it's where the gold is it's where you take back your power and control of your spiritual being right so the mind is going to want to control it's going to say that wasn't a good meditation Um, i don't need to do 10 minutes i can only do five i should only do five minutes it's going to bargain like this is how the mind works it's going to bargain to 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 work in whatever you have already um, over time, uh, reinforced. So whatever habit you reinforced, your mind's going to fall upon that. So if you're constantly bargaining, then your mind is going to bargain every time you're challenged. So what can you do in that situation? Notice it. First step is notice it and then begin to, uh, find a way, I don't know, specifically in, in, in the situation, you would just shift direction. So the thought comes in and you, you can laugh at it as in this experience, you laugh at it and that sort of interrupts the process and then you can shift in, in a different way. And that space of, oh, it's gold. It is really gold. It is where you can choose. It's where you have cho- uh, decision-making power basically but take your power back um, having a guide is really helpful like you are a guide i'm not sure who this athlete is but you're a guide for this athlete and so you've been through the training plan through the notes that you put in there you've been reinforcing this right like it's so like without meditator bob like he's he's such a godsend in in our life to just connect in with that super high level person i know i can say anything to him that would maybe otherwise be so socially inappropriate right now you know people would take offense to it but we talk about the truth 
but stopping that, I love how you called it a runaway train. It's totally what it is. Like stopping that runaway train. That's, those are the moments of victory. Those are incredible. All right, let's, uh, let's jump into some questions. I could talk about this stuff all I know. day. Actually, we do when we're off the mics. Okay, first question comes from my friend Lisa. Tahoe 2021 question mark? Hope so. Three hearts. So that means that Tahoe 2020 was postponed. Canceled. Canceled. So yeah, they're not doing their... You get a, a refund. You get back in the lottery if you choose so in December. And it's just 2020. It's not going to happen in 2021. Um, will happen. I guess I just got that news, what, like last week? Yeah, I think last week. You know, my whole thing going into Tahoe this year, and we talked about it, and I've done IG stories on it, is this 100 miles of mastery that my goal was to master all of the moments leading up to the race. And it really allowed me to enter into a higher level of accountability where I would always be reminding myself, 100 miles to mastery, like don't fight this, don't push against this, like or get your butt out of bed, get your meditation in, get out on the trails. I ended up having the most incredible winter training season, putting in miles, I mean, just consistently and feeling good and doing the work and just 100 miles mastery, 100 miles mastery. Like mastery is a moment-to-moment process. And... As it was getting closer to when I knew they were going to make a decision, I could feel the mind wanting to know, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? But even in those moments, I would say to myself, but that's not going to change what I do today. So it doesn't matter if it's going to happen or it's not going to happen. When, one of the things I've really learned on this path is when you need to know, you will know. The information will always be given to you. And if you start to pay attention to how you get information, it's really, really cool um, how information is delivered to us through the stream of consciousness, through the stream of interactions with people, things that we read. Whatever it is that we need, it always seems to show up. It always shows up, not seems to. So when I got the news, um, two things. It was such a heartfelt email from George Ruiz, who's the race director. And my first response was, wow, would I have been able to see this side of him, experience this side of him had this not happened? And what a, a what a beautiful moment to cherish. Like it was just, it felt really heartfelt. It felt very, you could just tell he put so much into the decision. And the other thing was like, I celebrate everything that Tahoe has allowed me to step into. So there's zero disappointment. It's all just celebration and gratitude. I am a different athlete because of Tahoe 2020. The race not happening has absolutely no weight on the person I am today because of it. And I'm so incredibly grateful for that. And I celebrate that. To answer Lisa's question, Tahoe 2021, I don't know. But the way I choose races is that one day, one moment, it hits me and I'm like, I'm doing it. 
It happened with Javelina. It happened with Tahoe. It happened with Lake Sonoma. Lake Sonoma happened during the swim of Ironman 70.3 Santa Rosa. I took a breath. I looked up at the mountains and I was like, oh, shit. I'm going to do the Lake Sonoma 50. And I think I had just run my first 50K at that point. And that 50 miles seems so incredibly daunting. So I don't know. You know, the lottery opens up in December and I'll... I'll wait for the information. I'll I'll see. Right now, I I really don't know, um, and I'm fine with that. I'm not seeking an answer. My training continues because when the races do open up, I'm going to be ready. Yeah, we were talking about this <laughs> the other ready. day on the trail when we were out there for five hours. I'm I'm going to be ready, and I'm looking at Kuyamak 100K, which is a race that has called to me for a couple years now but I'm all we travel a lot for races and um last year was Havelina and uh yeah so now I'm like oh mate like right now Kuyamaka 100k is feeling really good for October and Black Canyon's feeling really good for February and I honestly don't have a feed on Tahoe 2021 yet well, this what you're talking about shows that what you've done is is not for not basically like all this work you've done is for a purpose right and you can look at it as as it's all serving to build your strength and durability and um and you know performance when the races do open but also look at the opportunities it's going to bring like kuyamaka was not ever talked about except one of our athletes were was doing it a lot last year but now look at the opportunity that shows so if you're if you as an athlete are consistently looking behind you at like, Oh my God, you did all this training for what now? What? Like, it's just going to, you're going to lose everything. Um, you're going to lose your fitness and, and your desire, but it's also an opportunity. Like what, what can you do? Like what options are out there that you can pursue? Maybe something you haven't thought of before. And that right there is that whole do the work for the sake of the work. Right. You just keep doing the work because you love trail running. You, you've tapped into something about trail running that brings you joy. And so it doesn't matter if the race actually comes to fruition. And that is something right now in this time is probably a big struggle for a lot of people. They're extremely challenged with that attachment to that end result. And that's, um, it's painful and I, I've lived that too. So I completely understand that. And that because of the experience that I've had in the past and the way that I had to learn detachment to go back to the whole brochure and being in the Grand Canyon, the only way we can really further ourselves along this path is through experience. We have to experience. We have to experience the mucky feelings. We have to experience things. And I've had a couple really extreme, I think you will agree, I've had like three extreme experiences of energy moving through my body over this last like five, six weeks. And they're fast and fierce and really intense. And I'm just in that in that non-resistance, um, just allowing the things to flow. I know what it feels like to be attached and to have that pain. And the first step is just to notice it. I really needed to kind of back away or do it backwards. How to learn to detach was how I learned was I first learned to notice when I was suffering. 
because I was upset that a race got canceled. And I was like, okay, that must be attachment because I really intellectualized a lot of stuff. I really believe I was an intellect or an aspiring intellect uh, when I started this. I really wanted to figure it out. But then I realized over the years and through experiences that we really can only experience it. And if we're paying attention when we experience it, um, we're going to learn about, we're going to learn naturally to detach because we're going to be more in the experience of the moment than we are going to be in the future of what the experience will bring us. So we'll see about Tahoe 2021. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I feel, uh, I feel excited about what's to come and everything prepares you for what's coming next. And Beach, you and I have talked about how what we did in 2016 prepared us for this. 1,000 percent. 100 it, million percent. So it, cool. It's so clear now. <laughs> it's so clear now. Everything that we, everything that we went through served a purpose. And we, we continually just move from presence without attachment. And I think that is the gold. And if anybody listening to this is feeling the pressure of, of the experience that's going on right now in the world, and you're not questioning questioning what you are doing in this life, like what is your purpose? If you're not doing that, this is a great time to get super curious about what it is you want to do with your life. What, what, it, what it is you want to do um, that you've been putting off for a, a super long time. You, you know, all the excuses will pile up, time, uh, money, um, location, weather, whatever it is. This is the greatest time, greatest opportunistic time to question all of that and pursue something different. What was the story Eli told us today about his, um, about the cook up here? Yeah, so we ran into our friend Eli today and we were having a chat and he told us about his friend who was the chef at this local cafe and week one when things started to hit our physical reality here in Carlsbad, like week one he was laid off and so he thought, well, I don't want to carry the pressure of having rent so he moved out of his apartment, put everything in his car and he moved to his sister's house in Utah. His sister and brother are are full-time employed and now what he's found is that he's homeschooling his nieces and playing music like crazy and realizing that he never would have had this experience if it wasn't for the current circumstances of of life and I love that because he just he just acted so we had a lot of options you know we always have a lot of options that might not be an option that people think is viable but I even had that option I was like we can move back into our car I didn't really know um you know, you don't you don't quite know if it's your turn to suffer or not. You know, it's not mm. really our turn to suffer right now, which is amazing. But two years ago was like literally two years ago, almost to the day was some of the most scary times of my life. Um, and um, and I again, I believe that prepared us for today. So, yeah. So I love that story. I've already shared that uh, in M21 today. I love that story. OK, so Tahoe 2021 lease. I don't know. We'll see, my friend. How much nutrition do you pack for 50K plus? Do you rely on drop bags and pacers? So for 50K plus, I'm assuming you're talking about a race over 50K, which definitely I, so 50 mile, 100K, that's the biggest I've gone. So I've done 50K, 50 mile, 40 mile, 100K. For the bigger races, 50 mile, I used a drop bag. 
I've only run one 50 mile. I did use a drop bag and I was so grateful I did because I had a 10 to my feet at this particular race. There was like 12 water crossings. So like six on the way out, six on the way back and, um, had experienced some rubbing on my feet at the halfway point. So I was really glad that I did have that there and I'd probably do, um, I would probably do a drop bag for that particular race. They didn't, they didn't allow pacers. So, uh, I didn't have a pacer for the 50 mile. I did have a pacer for Havelina hundred K and I had BJ as my pacer. And, uh, and I loved having that. It was great. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. So if there's an opportunity to have a pacer, why not? But, but nutrition isn't a component of that. Well, some in some races, yeah. In mo- I th- want to say most races, there will be no muling, meaning your pacer can't carry anything for you. You got to carry everything on your own. Now, as far as nutrition goes for that, I usually have with me. I'll plan on two hundred and fifty calories an hour just through Goo Roctane, and then I may shoot a gel in there. And then aid station food. But it's always getting in that 250. And I front load calories. So I think at Havelina, I had almost 1,000 calories in in two hours. Because I knew as the day went on, you know, the belly can can always um, cannot feel that great. And that was the case at about mile 52 or something time. like that. Yeah. Like around mile 52, nothing wanted to go in the body. But that's being fluid with your plan too. So you can have the plan. We can say 250 calories an hour. Always good to practice this in training. Like when you're out there for your long sessions, like practice and be flexible. Like be flexible. Like, yeah, there's going to be a buffet of options when you get to the aid station. Don't hang out there. Listen to what's going on in your belly, right? Don't be so rigid with your nutrition plan because there's so many things that can happen. Uh, Hydration, weather, temperature, um, stress, all of that can contribute to different uh, cravings, I should say, for what actual sources of calories you need to take in. I also want to say that, um, so I'll have, I'll know where that drop bag station is, right? So at Havelina, you could have, there was two drop bags locations, but I really got curious about that. Do I really need two drop bag locations? No, I didn't. And I just think, I always go back to like my triathlon days where like transition is free time. If I've got a bag at an aid station, I'm going to probably want to look in that bag and see what I've got as the clock ticks away. So what do I need, right? What do I need? And I didn't need anything more than that one drop bag. And I actually had fallen on a cactus right before I came in to get the drop bag. And I had needles in my skirt, like in my butt. It was so uncomfortable. And I had an extra skirt in my drop bag. So I was very grateful. So longer races, yes, drop bags. But that doesn't mean you have to have them at every single uh, at every single location that's available. So you want to look at drop bags as your free time. Be efficient. And then I'll pack... Um, you know, enough calories to get me through whatever that is, 30 miles. I can easily carry enough nutrition for 30 miles in my pack and then get stuff from aid stations. So that's how I do it. And if a pacer is is allowed, why not? Especially with those longer distances. It was so fun to be able to look forward to picking BJ up to pace me at Javelina. I'd love to be picked up. 
<laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I had to pull you out of the bathroom. I was like, where is he? He's not here. Okay. Um, then final question comes from Lauren. Is Clark the goodest boy? Well, he hasn't knocked the microphone over or kicked anything during this podcast. So I would say right now... He's an A. Yeah. He got like, a C minus during yoga. Sometimes during yoga, if you come to live yoga, he has very he has some highs and lows during yoga class. So we're trying to figure out the recipe. Like if we get up at five in the morning for a seven a.m. class and we walk the heck out of him, but we don't feed him, he'll, hopefully <laughs> he'll be weak enough to just sleep during the yoga class. But the first time we did it, we walked him and then we fed him, and it's like he got a he was surge wild. of energy. Yeah. The Thursday evening classes we've been doing, he's been like four o'clock and tomorrow we're going to do a six o'clock. He's actually been better. So he he's better in the afternoon, but he is a very good boy. You know, Clark, um, Clark is trust. Like when we were living on the road and I, I would have those feelings of like, oh my God, where are we going to live? And I just want to live there now. You know, you just want to live yeah, in the future. Fast forward. I would turn around and I would look at Clark in the back of the car and he would just be there in the moment, total trust, never questioning anything. And um, and that's what I aspire to. That is a big part of my 100 miles to mastery, which by the way continues, like 100 years of mastery. That's That's what I want my life to look like. And Clark is a great teacher for um, for trust. He's wonderful and presence and unconditional love. Always, always presence yeah he's always present it's 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 such a great um he's such a great bud too because he he's been helping me a lot out with the the running streak that i'm on he you know two miles a day with clark yeah watch out sean nakamura you're only <laughs> well, about a long time 30 100 days behind him I about think. four years behind him <laughs> but clark is always willing to go out and you know he it's our expectations or my expectations to run faster sometimes and he's actually behind me and that's a sign, you know, a sign to slow down. So um, he's such a sweet soul. He brings smiles to people's faces across the road. Um, he did it, get banned from the coffee shop. He did, so, yeah. I think Clark just thought that the coffee shop was his house. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't so cool with other dogs being in his house. So it's fine. We all get <laughs> Protective of our coffee. Listen, right? I mean, I think it's kind of cool to get banned from some. I've never been banned from anything. Um, have I been banned from anything? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Not yet. Okay. And then uh, what are your favorite comfort foods? Oh, Lauren, anything salty and cheesy. I love like um, at uh, camp this year, Nomad Eats, which makes the amazing vegan cheese, which is not just oils and stuff. They make it like from potatoes and carrots and it's so good. They have a macaroni and cheese sauce and we had these in the condos for people. And I was just like, you guys should make macaroni and cheese. Like I was just like, somebody make the macaroni and cheese so I can have Jody some. Jody made it, right? Yeah, Didn't Jody you? made yeah. it. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And then it was so much like they couldn't finish it. So I was like, yes. I get to. So I love like macaroni and cheese a good grilled cheese uh nastasha over at choice juicery makes this amazing super loaf and i got like follow your heart cheese that um, melt so i love anything like that like a creamy sauce and i loved this before i was vegan i remember always going out to dinner but i and being like oh i want the fettuccine alfredo but i never ordered it because i was like it will literally like might kill me but I do love like a really good 
cream sauce, something salty, savory. Um, definitely that is my comfort food for sure. Yeah, I don't have a You're real not comfort like a creamy food. No. I mean I'll have sweets like Yeah, you're sweet. You like sweets. The vegan cinnamon roll that comes from Hazel and Jade Bakery in uh, North Park in San Diego is probably my biggest craving as of now. Like I could have I couldn't have two of them. I definitely cuz they're big and they're very creamy. Um, the icing on it's pretty awesome. But that's probably my biggest splurge. Yeah, I mean, you guys have to understand, like, when I met BJ, he ate total cereal dry dry in a bowl and then sipped a glass of milk on the side. And then you ate tuna straight from the can. For lunch. And then frozen broccoli that you microwaved and then, like, a raw chicken breast with mustard for dinner. rice. The minute rice. Yeah, the boil boil in a bag (laughs) rice. So you were never much of, like, a... You know, like, oh, this blue cheese wedge (laughs) salad with bacon on it's amazing. Like, you just, it's actually really cool the way, like, you eat to fuel, right? Which is, like, we were talking to Bob about that yesterday, like, karma yoga, right? Like, I'm, yes. Like, what is not karma yoga is being like, I want that whole thing of macaroni and cheese. Like, no, karma yoga is like, you do everything for the benefit of other people. So I'm fueling my body so that I can be healthy and alert to serve other people. I'm drinking uh, Roctane so that I can be fueled up so that I can, you know, live my purpose and assist other people in living theirs. You know, so you kind of, you offer everything up. And that's actually, that was something I did at, um, I remember at Havelina that really helped me towards the end. It was just like, I give this all up. Like I give this all up to the greater good. Uh, so I think you've been a karma yogi from the start. Uh, and the other thing which I've been craving, which I'm going to need to satisfy real soon, which is plant power fast food. Like I need to get yeah, in there, get myself like yeah. a big Zach with some fries and a milkshake and it's all vegan and it's like vegan McDonald's. And I usually feel like I have a big stomach ache after. Um, <laughs> but that is another comfort food thing. I think we went there with one of our athletes and that's what I remember you like drove us there and that's what we got. We're like milkshake, burger, that's right, so good, yeah. all vegan, amazing. So yeah. All right. Awesome. That's it. That's it, Anything folks. else? Anything no, else? Um, oh, just- training camp. Races are going to happen, and a lot of stuff has already been pushed to 2021. So February of 2021, we've got a training camp again. Yeah, and I was just looking through my journal today, and we were adding all the things that things that we want to expand. All the good stuff will stay. I'm excited about it. So you can get your spot with the deposit, and all that information's up on the website. You'll be hearing us talk about it a lot more between now and February 2021. But in the meantime, check us out for yoga. Yeah. Zoom yoga. Pre-register or head over to Patreon. Thank you, you guys. We, uh, we're really grateful for this medium. We're really grateful for all of you. Thank you for reaching out and, um, and allowing us to assist you in you know, adopting new perspectives of how we can view things in this world because it's really nothing needs to change when we look at change it's like we identify something that we don't want we want it to be different so this is really about transforming transformation 
We know that we can't create or destroy energy, but we can transform energy. We can transform hate to love. We can transform fear to trust. And that's what this path is all about. So thank you for being on it with us.